Hello, I'm Angeline Ong and welcome to IG's Trading the Markets. Joining me today for the outlook for the markets in the second half is IG Portfolio Manager Martin Harris. Martin, thanks so much for joining us. It's uh, been quite a good start uh, for stocks in September in traditionally what is a slow month. What do you think is behind this? Thank you for having me, Angeline. I think, uh, yes, if we take a look at the almanac, it shows that September is not good for the S&P. Uh, this coincides with many potential sort of seasonal factors. Uh, we typically have this lull uh, in economic data after the summer. Uh, earnings have all come out and there's some softening in uh, economic activity post-holiday season. This year, though, I think what is different is that there's been a lot of momentum in the stock market. I think a lot of momentum, particularly behind jobs and inflation. Uh, we're seeing oil prices back near uh, $94 a barrel. Um, and you know, stock prices in the tech sector have been so strong that we're even seeing IPOs happen again just yesterday uh, with the uh, launch of British tipmaker Arm on the uh, NASDAQ. Um, you know, so we've you know, with the, the AI hype uh, sort of driving momentum, um, this uh, this September looks a little bit different. Now, of course, a lot of this, as you mentioned, the AI and the hype and also the IPOs, it comes in a really uh, interesting uh, time. There's a lot of talk about the IPO markets uh, reviving again after Arm, Instacart as well as another one. Later today, Numora Therapeutics uh, is debuting. Uh, do you think this heralds uh, or rather signals the return of an IPO recovery. It's an interesting one, Angelina. I think what we're seeing is that obviously when you have high prices in the stock market, it actually attracts the IPOs. Um, we saw British chip, chip maker Arm uh, coming in really to try and take part of this AI drive. Um, a lot of hype around the AI sector. We saw uh, Adobe just the other day releasing results. Some modest gains on the back of their AI uh, profits. That being said, we see the the picks and shovels, the chip makers are really getting the most benefit of this early stage in AI. Arm yesterday being one of the top traded stocks on the IG platform, um, opening at 56.10, closing at 63.59. So really positive for um, the first traders there. Um, this is on the back of we're seeing, you know, the likes of Instacart, who didn't manage to to list uh, in that in the first sort of bubble that we saw, 2020, 2021, and have had to delay their listing and have finally made it onto uh, the stock market. Now, all of this bodes well for investors having access to more companies, but again, it's really that the uh, we wait for high prices in the market to dictate when the IPOs happen, rather than IPOs coming in and pushing the market further. That's right, Martin. As uh, as I was reading yesterday, too, that uh, there was a report saying that ARM's uh, IPO and its successful premier was um, prompted by uh, Instacart's uh, uh, decision to uh, raise its IPO target price. Of course, central banks and inflation and interest rates also playing into this whole uh, picture for equities in the second half. Uh, we had that surprise hike from uh, the ECB uh, waiting on the Fed and Bank of England uh, in the coming week. What are you looking out for? Yeah, so we had that yesterday's surprise hike, 25 basis points. That lifts the deposit uh, rates in the ECB to its highest level ever, uh, 4%. Uh, that was in line with our expectations as the terminal rate. Um, slight surprise uh, that they brought this rate hike forward. Um, 
what it does is, I mean, you know, half of the economists polled hadn't predicted it, but what it does is by bringing this uh, rate hike forward, it's signaled that it's uh, it's ended its tightening cycle. So President Lagarde initially refused to admit that um, they were at peak or terminal rates. However, the market has certainly taken this as a, a dovish pause. Um, the rate hikes are now going to be done, and we should see um, you know, market is pricing in 75 basis points of cuts um, in the second half of 2024. Um, this has driven the euro market. Um, so the weaker currency is good for manufacturing and exports. There is obviously a large recession risk um, for the ECB. They have um, you know, signaled lower economic growth. GDP numbers are, are down uh, by their own forecasts. Uh, we've also got uh, the ECB pricing in inflation towards uh, 2025 is coming in at 2.1%. So by their own forecasts, they're seeing a slowdown in economic activity. Um, and so really what the signals for investors is that the, the cuts could be coming sooner than they initially had planned. Um, it leaves little room for ammo for, for the ECB to now uh, sort of have this uh, dovish signal to say that uh, cuts are now done. Um, what it does do is it prompts, uh, you know, other central banks. We're taking a look at the likes of uh, U.S. Fed. They may uh, initially, we had, you know, it looked like it was going to be a pause, pause, perhaps a December hike. Uh, we might actually bring that uh, sooner. Uh, still looking at pause for the next one, and then, uh, and then we 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 might uh, have a 25 basis points hike. Um, odds of that happening have now increased to 50-50. So a bit of a coin toss on that. Um, but really, what we're seeing is that uh, you know bonds are now selling off a bit and money going back into equity markets. Uh, I think if we sort of extrapolate that, what we have seen is that eurozone has been uh, much more affordable from a factors perspective than the United States. I think things are looking stretched there in our portfolios. We've done a lot more um, looking to uh, add new funds instead of uh, going overweight US stocks because of these extended valuations, looking at other markets with more value like the UK, like the Eurozone. Martin, of course, China plays into all of this as well. And we've had really weak data of late out of the world's second biggest economy. But in the last session, uh, we've seen some signs, some glimmers of hope in terms of uh, economic stabilization there. And that's lifted uh, luxury stocks like Hermes and Kering. Uh, what do you make of China in the second half? And are we going to finally see this uh, recovery from its reopening? Yes, so we've seen some Chinese economic stabilization. Certainly, uh, China did not get off to a good start. Uh, probably looking at the second quarter of this year, things were looking quite dire. Uh, they've just recently cut their reserve ratio requirement by 25 basis points to 7.4%. And so that's immediately releases uh, a lot of uh, credit lending into uh, the economy. Um, both retail sales uh, coming in above expectations as well as um, IP. So we had 4.6% retail sales against 3% expected. So clear beats happening there. Um, housing market still remains a major niggle. I think the prices fell again in August. We're not too sure how much faith we're going to put into uh, that data. I think the alternative data sources indicate that prices are falling more than the official numbers suggest. So still a distressed situation for uh, housing prices as well as for the property developers. Uh, you know, the likes of Country Garden, the big name that everyone's talking about, 
they still have a lot of distress in their debt situation. Um, so premature to say that uh, the stimulus is a success um, because of this kind of situation where there's a lot of equity inside uh, housing prices. And so the Chinese com consumer is still under a bit of pressure. That being said, we still like the looks of uh, Chinese media and the luxury sector. So pretty much the, the K-Web type stocks. Um, that cut in uh, reserve uh, requirements ha did spill over into energy markets. We saw oil uh, you know, going almost uh, $94 a barrel yesterday. And so really driving uh, a lot of the, the additional uh, sort of inflation expectations um, through uh, Chinese stimulus. That's right, Martin. Just showing you the uh, price of oil there. The other big thing that uh, will also drive uh, this uh, area is, of course, strikes that are still happening across major economies. In the US, uh, they're affecting auto manufacturers. What can you tell us about how this might play out in the second half? That's right. So we've got some very aggressive negotiations happening with uh, the labor unions in the auto sector in the US. Um, Ford, GM and Stellantis most affected by this. Uh, so we, we're seeing a complete halt to production, particularly of very popular lines from Ford, uh, F-150 pickup truck, which is its most profitable uh, car in the, or vehicle in the, in the United States. Really going to push through quite a bit of inflation into uh, the car sector or automotive sector. Um, and that just adds to an additional slowdown in economic uh, growth, as well as um, reduces the amount of inventory available. Um, so what we had seen is this sort of inventory reduction happening earlier this year, which had helped actually suppress uh, inflation. And we had expected that there'd now be a new inventory build happening. That now can't take place. It's going to be really expensive to do it. So from an OPEX and CAPEX perspective, it becomes really difficult for uh, the auto manufacturers to, to recover from this in the short term. Right. We have to leave it there, but really interesting stuff. We'll be checking in with uh, Martin Harris, uh, Portfolio Manager uh, at uh, IG uh, in uh, the months to come. However, for more updates, do check us out on at IGcom and also more analysis uh, on at Angeline Ong on Twitter as well. This is IG's Trading the Markets. Thank you.